0: Welcome to the SWBL podcast. I am your host, Brian Benware. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by 1356 Public House. Um, Today, I am joined by my good friend, Alex Heck captain of the A's as we um, go through our captain interview series here. Um, Really we're going to be looking at the roster for this coming season, um, a little bit of a look back on season 19 as well as uh, just some fun questions kind of looking into the future. So um, that's kind of what we're in for. Alex how you been Blake?
1: Yeah doing well Brian thanks for having me. It's great seeing your your face even virtually.
0: Yeah for sure. Yeah I got my green on like just trying to, I don't have A's stuff, but try to at least go with the color scheme for sure. I
1: appreciate it. I, I actually was looking for stuff today uh, and I realized I, I leave all my A's gear in St. Louis just in case I forget it because I've in yeah. Ohio now, obviously, as we talked about, and yeah. I don't want to leave it here in, on accident. So yeah,
0: smart, smart. What
1: are you well, awesome,
0: yeah. man. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see you. And um, I'm excited for season 20 to get all the guys back together. Um, should be a fun competitive season. Yeah. Um, but let's really let's just dive into it, man. So last season, um, you guys finished five and five and just missed the playoffs um, by a few runs. Even it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't like you kind of were out of it until the last game or anything. like you were in it to a couple of runs. So, like, how how did your team kind of cope with that? What was the feeling around the team, you know, finishing that way? Um, yeah. And just kind of let me know what what the what the vibes were.
1: Yeah, I mean, we started slow. Um, I think the, um, the season started slow. It wasn't the way that we wanted to start off. Um, we started to kind of, I got there late. I was there, um, didn't get there till Saturday. Um, and so it just kind of seemed like we were all um, waiting to click. The A's have always been chemistry team we've always been our our best seasons have been when everyone's having fun together and we really click as a as a team and a unit rather than individuals performing and um just we didn't have that feel yet. Uh, Sunday felt like we hit our stride a little bit coming into Saturday night we built some confidence Sunday we hit our stride. Anytime you wake up Monday morning with a chance to to play more than one game is a good feeling and and we knew that we had that we knew it was a long shot because we needed the run differential we needed to win the run differential and a little bit of help. Um, but we, we felt like we could get there. And as you said, we were just short. Um, but it was, uh, it it gave us confidence. I felt good heading into the off season that we had the pieces to build or certainly having Chris Vorbeck blow, blow up the way that he did was huge confidence boost to us that, that, um, you know, anything happened next year or this coming year.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of Chris, like, I mean, were you guys expecting that kind of a performance from him? Did you know that was there, or because I mean, he's one of the greatest rookies we've ever seen in the yeah. SUVL. So did you know that was on the horizon for him, or what did he even surprise you?
1: He he surprised me. So I hadn't seen him play before. Um, I had. I think we were hoping for a very good player, um, but how can you put that expectation on on somebody to, yeah. to perform the way he did? Um, so I I was. Um, hoping and kind of expecting him to be a difference maker I was I was hoping for that you know I certainly wasn't um, would have been thrilled with just him being a solid player but um, I was hoping for a little bit more and we got even more than that so yeah definitely with that yeah Steve I think Steve always had a little twinkle in his eye when he talked about him he knew there's something more there
0: little little little, uh, bro crush going on
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of, I mean, so the million dollar question and we'll get into the roster, but there's a lot of rumors going about Chris that he may not be here this year. Is that true? Do you want to answer the rumors? Do you want to leave it as is? Do you know yet?
1: Yeah. So, um, we're, we got nothing to hide, but, um, Chris will be in attendance in season 20. Um, as of now, he's, he's got some family things going on, um, commitments. He is, um, well, I'm not sure that I I can discuss some of it. But, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, he's he's you know he's expecting. Him and his wife are expecting. Mm-hmm. So right around Memorial Day weekend, we're hoping that he can be there. Uh, we've we've locked in Monday and hopefully one other day at at the minimum. Um, but hoping hoping he can be there the bulk of Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which is awesome. the bulk of the games. I mean, yeah, he's well, there eight games. I consider that a full time
0: for sure. Yeah, and you know, of all the things to miss for. It's a pretty good one. You know, good I mean, you, know what this, you know what this league's really about is family yeah. and friends and stuff. And so we wish uh, them, you know, all the best and congratulations to them. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about the team. I'll, I'll run through the roster real quick. Um, obviously, you and Chris, we've talked about, but Paul Castellano, you re-signed him. And Steve Hayes, who um, has progressively gotten better and better every year. Um, then you've got Mark, Mike Carls coming back this year. Yeah. Um, you re-signed Josh Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, he played for you sparingly last year and then you drafted a rookie in Evan Quo, who I've heard some good things about, um, coming out of jury and uh, apparently knows a lot of the guys from growing up around here. So, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about what makes this year's team better than last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, a few things is, is one really, I think that we're building on that chemistry that we had. I, I really feel like our Sunday, Monday is carrying forward momentum, mm-hmm. um, figuring out the team and kind of who we got at the beginning of the year. We were still sort of or the beginning of the tournament. We we're still figuring out lineups, things like that, playing time. Um, and at this point, I think we've got roles pretty well set up for everybody. Um, again, the nice thing about the A's is is with, as a, like a chemistry team, it's, it's team first. So um, whether it's whoever on the team. Um, there's no ego. So if, if somebody has got a hot bat, nobody has an issue saying, Hey, I can, you know, I'll, I'll sit for this game. We, we like to bat four. Um, and so we obviously have more than four batters, but um, we've all talked as a team and we we want to, um, you know, kind of share at bats and, and not bat five, not put ourselves in, in a, in a situation where Chris Borback isn't getting as many at bats as possible. Yeah. Um, so we, um we feel good about that. Evan, we felt like was a, we were an opportunity. We had an opportunity. I mean, we have two great pitchers. We feel like in Paul and Josh, um, we feel like either one can be an ace. We really feel like Josh is ready to take that step to be our, our ace. Paul, um, you know, people forget, but he was leading, um, ERA for a while. He was dark horse for Cy Young. Um, he's always been a guy who can, um, historically is more of an innings eater, but, um, it feels like any any game he can steal you or win you a game, and last year it felt like he could win us games for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but Evan offers us a lefty, which is something we've never had. Um, I mean, Chris is a lefty bat, but so um, just seeing the way that Will Rath's been utilized other lefties in the in the league, it just felt like um, we're in merging from an era of everyone plays in the field, everyone bats initially. Season ten when it first started to now we're getting almost. Shadowing Major League Baseball of specialists and things like that, so yeah, um, the A's are certainly open to adapting, and and this is our kind of foray into that.
0: Um, awesome. So see how it goes. Well, you had talked about the four man lineup and kind of sticking firm to that, but that was one of my questions. Was you know you're one of four teams this year with seven people on the roster, mm-hmm. which has got to be like an all time high for the amount of teams with that big of a a roster. I've certainly been on that end of it where I've had I don't know, it feels like 14 freaking people on my team at times, but um you know, how you, you kind of touched on that and and how do you feel like that could be a strength? I mean, that is tough as a captain being able to manage playing time for seven people um you know, being making the right calls on the hot hands, those things, knowing when to sit somebody, when to, you know, sub somebody in. So, what's your approach um and and how do you feel like that's really going to give you an advantage, um, having a bigger roster.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that, um, really it's just that flexibility that we can tailor, um, to whoever, you know, at this point between me, Paul and Steve, we got a scouting report on, on just about everybody in the league. Um, so we feel like we can, and, uh, put our heads together. Really. It, it feels a lot like there's a triumvirate of leadership here between me, Paul and Steve ball. I consider Steve co-captain. He's, you know, um, equal share Paul's a former captain. So there's three kind of three heads putting our putting strategies together at one time. Um, and, and again, there's just no egos with that. Paul frequently says like, um, you know, we should have Josh, like last season during the run, he was like, Josh should pitch this one. Let me get the next one. I feel great about that matchup. There's just no ego there. Same for at-bats and things like that. So, uh, we feel like it's an opportunity for strength, um, for us to be able to have that flexibility. Um, adding a lefty pitcher um adding you know certainly having Michael Carl who's, who's a great bat um just gives us extra extra depth and flexibility and especially like I mentioned as Chris potentially not being available for the whole weekend uh you never know we're getting up there in age and somebody there's <laughs> we're, those hammies are getting fragile so <laughs> you yeah. never know what happens
0: yeah who knows in 10 more years where the rosters are going to be like 14 deep and yeah you're going to say more well, my knees will give me three games and that's it. So or whatever. But yeah, no, I think, you know, I, I agree. I think especially as like you said, we evolve as a league into kind of roles and people understanding their roles and where they play in. Um and if everybody understands that on the team, it does make it easier um when you have to sit somebody or when other guys are rooting for their teammates, you know, if they yeah. get in at bat you know, that they, maybe they've been sitting and haven't hit for two or three games and then they get in a bat and do well, you know, they're rooting, your guys are rooting for them. And that only helps build toward a playoff run. So, um, you know, one thing I did want to mention too, and we'll kind of jump into the season 20 outlook, but, you know, you guys had three of the top 20 players in the the rankings, which was one of the higher teams. And I think mm-hmm. people forget that about the A's about some of the star power, some of the consistency that you guys have got on the roster um, to go along with, you know, some quality players in Mike Carl and Josh Rogers and yourself um, and then the unknown of Evan, but at the same time, like he's got a pedigree. Um, we'll see if baseball translates like, you know, sometimes that is a struggle, but yeah, I mean, you've got, Chris came in at 12th um, Paul came in at 14th and then Steve rounded out the top 20 at 20. So um, it's nice to kind of hang your hat on a, a squad of that. You know, not everybody can say, They've got two guys, let alone three. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, cool. no, I mean, I think that you look at, um, you know, another aspect in, of, of that is just rounding out a team, looking at the teams that are successful, what sets them apart. Sometimes it's not the best offense. It's, it's the pitching and defense too. And so that's something that we feel like we've evolved and people forget that Paul was a perennial gold glove or gold hands Um finalists and in contention for that Steve has certainly I mean the progression of him his fielding in his career you've mentioned that he's a much improved player but I think fielding's the thing that he's improved the most in and so we feel like we're getting that defense in line we're getting the pitching in order Um, we've always felt like an above average hitting team Um, and so now it's just putting all the pieces together and and um, some of that strategy you know we're not beholden to batting four but but you know just all the any way we can win we're going to push the advantage that's
0: good. It's a good mindset. Well, I've mentioned in a couple podcasts because Paul's one of my favorite players, um, but people forget Paul was Paul's the, one of the few people in the league that's been nationally ranked in all three facets: pitching, mm-hmm. fielding, and hitting. And they forget that. But he's good at everything he does. And then it even got brought up like he's good in every in doing it in tennis shoes.
1: So yeah. <laughs> let alone
0: <laughs> anything else, right? So tennis shoes
1: yeah. in a in a sleeveless cutoff shirt.
0: Yeah for sure and now he's got two kids on so he's got that dad power even like twice that's over right. so
1: that's right
0: well so let's dive into um you know the season 20 outlook you know and and when we look at your um division uh and the division outlooks brought to you by cardinal blinds and shutters our division sponsor you've got the astros as the one seed the you guys and then the the new upstart orioles mm-hmm. um in the in the three hole there so um what was your first impression when the draw came out of kind of how you landed? What, what, what are your, I guess, initial feelings toward your division?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. My first thought was who's on the Orioles again. <laughs> I can't keep track sometimes, but um, no, I mean, it's a, anytime it's, it's a mixture of emotions. Every time there's a draw, cause it's, it's fun to play against um, your friends. And so it's, there's that competitive edge of like, man, I want to beat this, these guys. Um, I think that um, getting the Orioles as a, as a three seed, when you look at their roster, they're probably not a a three seed, you know, at the end of the day um, with the guys they got on there. So there's a little bit of a tough draw there, but at the other end, um, Sam's record against the A's, no matter what team he's on is not very good. So we feel, we feel pretty good about that record going, going in. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, we feel good about against, even years when we're not playing very well, where we've been sub 500. We've always felt like we're giant killers. And um, so, you know, we've got good rank records against the Yankees. Um, We've never beaten a Chris Metter team, but that's kind of our, our kryptonite there. But we always feel like we, we steal some games from teams that are better than us on our down years. And then on our, on our up years, we feel like we can beat anybody and hang with anybody um, and I think we show that. So we're up for any challenge. we're not you know certainly not afraid, but uh, we're excited to to prove that this is our year. I think is was the ending emotion there.
0: Yeah I was I was thinking about like if I was an A, what I would have been thinking when the draw happened. And I think at first, you know when you go through that first tier and you look at those three teams that were there, the the Yankees, the twins, and the Astros, you had to be like, oh thank God we got the Astros. <laughs> and then you get to tier three and you're like, dang it. We got the Orioles. Like you got yeah. the best, probably the best draw you could have asked for out of Tier One, and the worst yeah. draw you could have out of Tier Three.
1: Yeah, But I mean that's that's a that's a pretty fair assessment, I would say. Yeah, I mean yeah, the, the like I like the Twins are, like I said, they're kind of our kryptonite. Um, the Yankees with with adding Gus is a scary team. So mm-hmm. um, I think that we're uh, you know that that's pretty fair there. But the, the Orioles be tough. But again, we're so we're the Astros. So will the Astros. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I mean, I think this is a really, I think this is a league. It's, it's, league. it's the most competitive league. Any any team can win it. Any team could finish third. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's going to be fun. It, I think it'll come down to Monday Yeah. Uh, for potentially all three teams. You know, we could all be sitting right around five, like six and four could win the division. Four and six could put you third. Yeah. So I think it'll be, um, it'll be a really fun weekend
0: find that schedule real quick and i'll look at you monday so you've got the astros first game monday okay so that's your last game of the season and then the astros actually have a second game against the orioles so their last i mean divisional oh, the right there yeah. and sam we were talking about it during the pot, the schedule podcast but sam did a great job of putting a lot of divisional games in that last game last day yeah. Yeah. um and it's gonna i you know, we all kind of talked about it. It could come down to that last game, those last two games. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. And so um, there's yeah.
1: no feeling like walking up Monday, even when you're not playing or, or even if you're not in the playoff hunt, but just walking up and feeling the tension of the, of the yeah. playoffs. Chase is my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the week. It
0: is fun. It, you know, being those years that, I mean, we've only made the playoffs once as the Astros, but yeah. you know, all the years prior, even when we were completely out of it, it was always fun to just stay and watch and feel the buzz around, you know, the park and everything. So, um, well, speaking of the, yeah, speaking of the schedule, you know, we, we did that podcast recently and I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen to it or, but I I would imagine you've looked at the schedule, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and one of the things that got brought up for you guys was at least some of the things we noticed were, you know, Saturday looks tough for you guys. It looks a bit like a gauntlet. Um, And then you have, early game Sunday and Monday, you know, Saturday is you've got the White Sox, the Orioles, the Rockies, and then the twins. Yeah. So it looked like a, probably your toughest day. Did, did you have any, you know, takeaways from when you first saw the, the schedule or. Yeah. Was, I mean, NBA similar NBA?
1: Thoughts. we, we kind of asked for the Sunday, Monday thing. That was just personnel being able to get guys um, there that worked out the best for us. But yeah, um, again, it's, I think most years it feels like we start slow and, and finish um finish strong and I, I don't know what that is about about us maybe some of us are just we need a couple games to get our timing back or whatever it is um you know i'm i've been out of town since i've been in the league basically i think maybe when i was in high school when it was like preseason 10 so mm-hmm. um there's always guys playing in st louis it seems like and since i've been in you know ohio at least i'm i'm I swing off a tee or something, yeah. but you know I'm not seeing live pitching. Right. Um, I try and have my wife throw to me sometimes, but <laughs> uh, but I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing Gus's curveball. Right. Uh, so I think that it's um, we are our our first goal is if we can if we can get be around 500, we feel really good about our Sunday Monday. Um, that's just historical. We don't care who we're playing. I th- I think that we just feel great about the back half of the season. So this is about just not starting slow. And, and again, if that's, if our mindset's stealing a game, which I don't think that's how we feel about anybody on that schedule, but it is, I mean, it's four hard teams on Saturday. Um, but, yep. but we feel confident about, um, like I said, use, being able to use, utilize our matchups and play into strengths that I think will, I think will shock the world. There you go. Let's yeah. go. I'd love to bring that back
0: especially with the flag and everything too, but well, so on your schedule, do you, do you have a game circled? Like, is there one game that right now stands out to you that, Hey, we've, you know, we got to get up for this one or this one's the most important right now or what you see maybe becoming the most important.
1: Um, man, that's a great question. I looking at our, um, schedule, I mean, I think, the divisional games, number one, are, are just the – so it's hard to say one game because there's there's really four that we look at as, as crucially important, um, as I'm sure you guys do too. Um, if the Orioles weren't in our division, that might be one I circle just to, just from a pride standpoint of yeah. um, wanting that to happen. But um, I do think I looked at our at the new website, um, which Sam sent out the link to recently, yep. and um, showed our – uh, historical record and, and again we've never beaten uh chris me team so we never beat the rays or the twins um so that t- to me i don't know if the rest of the team is circling that but that's a point of of pride for me that i i want to change that awesome yeah they were the ones who ended our playoff run the year that we kind of bottled lightning and oh uh, yeah we lost to them in the championship mm-hmm. so that was uh it, they've they've just always had our number
0: yeah well it's hard to beat chris i mean
1: they the Phillies then, but
0: yeah, not, yeah, not a lot of people have beaten Chris, so yeah, no. <laughs> is kind of the fact of the matter. But, yeah. um, well, so you know, we're moving into power ranking season, and all of that's kind of coming up. So, where, if you were to guess, where do you think you'll be ranked, and then where do you feel like you should be ranked out of the yeah. nine teams?
1: I would guess just historically, we'll probably be ranked six or fifths or something like that we'll probably middle of the pack but somewhere around there um and i would say i mean just coming off a five and five season that's probably fair i think that the orioles the yankees obviously other people have made big additions this year um that they've sort of won the offseason. we've we've made one signing that nobody in the league really knows who he is so we haven't won the off season, and but I'm fine with that and my goal is to win the season so um I, I frankly I'm I haven't put a ton of thought into where we should be ranked um or where I, I feel like we should be ranked um all I care about is the end of the season is being number one
0: all right
1: Good words for
0: sure well I do have the uh hitting pitching and fielding rankings would you like to know where you ranked yeah all right maybe. So, for hitting, you ranked seventh. For pitching, you ranked eighth. <laughs> and for fielding, you ranked seventh. <laughs> so, uh, disrespect. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. Um, yeah. I've seen everybody's rankings. So, um, some make sense to me and some don't. So, but that's also my opinion. It's, it's yeah. unfortunately the voting is opinion based and it is yeah. what it is, but. Um, and as somebody
1: who voted, again, I, I was kind of like, mm, can't tell you on some of these. Things, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, uh, no, that um, I mean, it puts a chip on our shoulder, but we didn't need more motivation. But there you have it. There you go. Um,
0: well, so let's talk about the other two divisions real quick. And I'm going to ask you to pick a winner from each division. OK, mm-hmm. so the other two divisions, the Corner Pub and Grill is the Yankees, the White Sox and the Expos who do you feel comes out on top for that? And maybe why, if you, if you have any reasoning behind it.
1: The Yankees because of Gus. Okay. I I think, I just think that addition puts them over the top. Whereas when you look at, we talk about Paul, somebody who does it all. Gus is somebody who does it all. He can, any weakness on your team, he can pretty much single-handedly flip it into a strength. Whereas people forget he's a great fielder too. Yeah. Um, So if he's not pitching, he's still one of the better fielders there. So. Yeah. Um, that's that's how I see that division breaking down.
0: Yeah. I do think that his, the addition of him actually helps their fielding more so than their pitching, because I feel mm-hmm. like you lose Jackson, like Jackson's awesome. And yeah, so it feels like kind of one two whatever. I think you get more power at the plate from Gus. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like I was pretty high on Jackson. He just didn't get a lot of at bats. Yeah. So obviously that's going to change with Jackson Great
1: last couple years.
0: Yeah. And I think Scott would tell you like his, uh, one of his biggest regrets was not letting Jackson hit sooner and more, but mm-hmm. I think what really is going to make a the biggest difference. And maybe people aren't talking about it is the fielding aspect because they lost John Callaway last year and they weren't bad. Kevin was a great right fielder for them and Jackson and Scott kind of switched out in left field, but having, you know, five or, for, you know four games depending on how much you want to pitch Gus having mm-hmm. him in left field potentially um or even moving Kevin to right full time and having him in right field I think that just gives them a, a bit of a boost he's definitely uh, a better fielder than I think yeah. what they've had the last year so yeah um all right then the Ketting Eye Centers division is the Twins the Rockies and the Marlins
1: yeah I think um <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I could see that going either way between the Rockies and the Twins, but I, w- I would just, based on our earlier discussion, I'd say the Twins. Yeah,
0: I think they'll probably be the preseason favorites, which they're the defending champs. They probably should be. So, yeah. um, all right, then Rockies so- always
1: always seem to put together. it Seems like every two or three years they they because um, they've got the same guys for the most part. But
0: yeah, Breed is gone now; he retired. So they oh, lost right. Kyle. Yeah. Um, but they've drafted two rookies with ball experience. So it's kind of a new look rookies. I mean, you still have yeah. your your main three in, in BK and Blake and now Grant is back. Yeah. He was back last year. But, yeah. um, you know, you've got those three. And then um, they have Chad Young, who came and pitched great for them last year. So yeah. um, it's it's semi new look like it's it's just shifting. It feels like the Rockies have been shifting for a couple of years. Yeah. So um, well, then who so then who wins our division?
1: I mean, I gotta say As, okay? yeah, i'm n- I'm never gonna pick against ourselves. All
0: right. <laughs> All right, And then pick the two wild cards. So who are the other t- two playoff teams?
1: Yeah, oh, um, The first division was Yankees. remind me who was Yankees, Yankees white, white sox, Expos, Expos. And then you've got. And I would say the Rockies. Okay. And whoever's second place in our. The problem is I think our division, the second place person will probably be five and five. So it's, it's if that gets you into the playoffs or not, which um, maybe it does. I'd okay. say second place team in ours, which no offense to you. I would, I would say the Orioles at this point.
0: Okay, cool. All right, so then we'd have a playoffs of A's, Orioles, Yankees, Twins, Rockies. Yeah. All right, okay. All right, well, let's jump into the last segment. It's uh, something I'm calling the unknown, Um, and we're going to just do a rapid-fire 10 question this time. So what's the final record for the A's? Seven and three. Who is the team MVP in season 20?
1: For the A's? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Borbeck.
0: Okay. What's your favorite nineties song? Ooh.
1: I can't I gotta think about if it's nineties or not, but um no, it's two thousand. So I would say uh man, that is a that's a great question. I'm thinking of all early two thousand stuff, but
0: yeah um some of these people in our league we're gonna be like these are
1: oldies for them yeah (laughs) (laughs) um man i'm thinking about um uh what is the i would just say yellow lead better pearl jam at this point that's that's what's coming to me is is all right early 90s pearl jam
0: that's a good one yeah Yeah. um who will lead the league in strikeouts in season 20
1: hmm Jackson. Favorite team to play against. Whatever team Sam's on.
0: All right, so Orioles this year. Yeah. All right. Um, favorite place to order lunch during the season. Oh, it's Jimmy John's, no Jimmy question. Down. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, who Who will lead the league in RBIs in season twenty? Home runs. Back. Takes too much glory.
1: Chris Warbeck. Chris Foreback. All right. Yeah, I think we got the singles. I think Steve and I both get enough singles to where he's going to rack up their RBIs. All right. Cool. Um, you're having a movie night for the
0: team, having the guys over. What movie do you show? The Replacements. Nice. Very good. Um, all right. Choose one and give up two. So you only get to keep one of these things during the season The Pool, Alcohol.
1: Or lawn chairs. Oh, lawn chairs is the easy first to give up okay. to me. So you're going to just especially sit on the fence time, especially with the fence and
0: oh yeah, with the yeah with the wall. Man, that'd yeah, be a crowded wall
1: if everybody gives up lawn chairs. Yeah. Uh, man, I would say. It's hard because I have a kid now. Because the because the pool is like so nice for that. Uh-huh. I know you know that. Uh-huh. But I don't. I don't know about not drinking some beers throughout the day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I'd i say try. give about the pool.
0: Okay, we're keeping alcohol. All right, and then who wins the championship? A's. A's all the way. Shock the world. Right. Shock the world. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, buddy um it's good to see you. like we said let me get through some uh sponsor recognition here um our sponsors for season 20 are 1356 public house brecks reuben brown ketting eye center corner pub and grill cardinal blinds and shutters breckenridge brewery logix high road ice cream stl cycle saloon lion's choice sticker mule amp up action park andy's frozen custard and daly's smokehouse um stick with us we're going to be doing a lot more captain interviews um, as we finish up this series Um, we're also going to do a podcast around the power rankings when they come out and we'll have a one final podcast looking into the season um, with uh maybe some front office members kind of looking at what we have planned for season 20 so any final words
1: for the A's fans out there Alex just get ready to shock the world Brian, do you have to practice all those sponsors saying that rapid fire no, like that? I, that I haven't crazy.
0: written down. I'm getting better at it, but it's a
1: lot. Yeah. I mean, the human torch was denied a bank loan. Yeah.
0: We're very fortunate to have as many people and companies sponsor us. Yeah. Still, we yeah. Are, no, it's it's yeah. awesome.
1: It's, it's I um, mean, it's I was awesome. thinking <laughs> my two thoughts during that is like, that is quite the list. Yeah. But also, I mean, it's crazy how, how much the league has grown. I mean, just from season it's it's i'm excited for season 20 because season 10 was like this big thing but it was also the scale was felt immense at the time um but really when you look back it was it was tiny compared to what we have now we we yeah. had we were stoked to get like 50 dollars in, in dicks wiffle balls and yeah. and a poster hanging over the wall and and now we're got a website and you know I yeah. mean, we had a website but yeah um, it just it feels like like a like a big thing and so yeah season 20 is gonna be awesome
0: yeah i've only i've been in the league for eight years now i think eight or nine years Mm -hmm. um so i've not even i wasn't around for season 10
1: yeah i think yeah you were there the season after i I er, think yeah
0: so um so i didn't get to see that but even from the time i started to what we are now is just incredible and it's uh it's funny that it you know it all started around a game with a weird ball and a yellow bat and yep. um the best part is the friendships we always talk about it yeah. but um yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty exciting to have a 20th season and uh yeah you know i don't think it's, anybody's planning on slowing down so
1: no it's funny to explain to people like i i talked about it on interviews when i was interviewing for fellowship because i had i have it on my application at the bottom it's like hobbies Not- and interests i have like captain of swba's 2015 all-star and all this stuff and it was my most asked question like people didn't ask about me my my research my letters of recommendation nothing they're like what is this wiffle ball thing you're you're a grown man what are you talking about
0: It's like go check but, us out on youtube baby
1: yeah that was it i said you check us out on youtube online um but i but that was always my answer is at the end of the day it's it's uh it's just a it's more like a reunion and it's you know being it's. A, friendship and a fraternity or brotherhood at the end of the day. So for sure. Um, yeah. Looking forward to it.
0: For sure. Me too, man. Well, thank you again for your time and, um, we'll see you
1: soon. Yeah. couple, two months, couple month months a month yeah. months. Yeah. So close. All right. Stoked. See ya. See ya.